listening to The Candy Shop Talk, brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman. Because improving candidate experience always impacts the business bottom line. Welcome to another The Candy Shop Talk podcast, where we talk about how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business for the better. With me today is Tony Leoy, Manager of Temp Labor and Talent Acquisition Operations at BASF, also a multi-year Candidate Experience Awards winner. Welcome, Tony. Thanks, Kevin. It's great to be here. Excellent. So, Tony, listen, first and foremost, talk, tell us a little bit more about your background and what led you to the role that you're in today. Sure. Uh, I've been with BASF for over 10 years now, and it's all been within talent acquisition. BASF is the world's leading chemical company with over uh, 112,000 employees worldwide. Uh, And so there's a lot of recruiting that needs to be done. Uh, My roles have have included uh, recruiting for positions across the U.S., then leading the team. And now I'm much more involved in the use of our recruiting technology, metrics, operations, and our contingent labor programs. So if I ask you the question, what's been your favorite part today? What are you going to say? All of it? All of the above? <laughs> yes, I, I think so. The, the best part about working for BASF is that it never gets dull. Uh, I'm working on a couple different global projects right now. So it's always something different, always something new. Uh, and uh, if I was not working here, I don't know if I would ever have had the opportunities that I've had. So take us back and tell us, you know, even, even pre-candies, right? When did this journey start about paying more attention to what it's like to be a candidate and go through the recruiting and hiring process at BASF? What, when did that start? It really started for us when uh, we, we really started getting a good sense that we need to pay more attention to how we're treating candidates through the new hire surveys that we conducted. Okay. Uh, while, most, while most of them were pretty positive, there were a number of comments that we were seeing come through that uh, made us think and made us think that we really need to be much more aware of what we're not only telling candidates, but most, more importantly, what they're experiencing through the process. And those, but those were new hire surveys, right? So, mm-hmm. so basically, so I guess... They got the job, but then, but they were still sharing some of the struggles they had with your process, right? Obviously, prior to them coming on board, did you prior to that? Did you serve just the candidates that didn't get the job? We we didn't survey the candidates that weren't getting the job, but we we would hear from them from time to time, as many companies would, and it of was course. the same story, right? Yeah. It was the same story at the end of the day. They wanted to know what was going on. They wanted that level of transparency, where they were in the process. They, they feel like they're not being considered. Uh, and, and at that point, between that and the comments that we were getting from the new hires, and in the new hire survey, Kevin, we did ask them a number of different things, uh-huh. but one of them was about the recruitment process. And we would ask them questions about the recruitment process, how it was being, how it was being handled, uh, you know, and, and we saw some mismatches there. So we basically looked at that data based on what we were hearing and also hearing out in the industry. And we said, look, being transparent, you know, or that need to become more transparent is invaluable for us uh, and also the candidate. And it helps set those expectations to allow for much more open dialogue throughout the entirety of the process. 
So that's where we, we kind of identified some gaps and we wanted to make, make some changes. No, that's awesome. Do you identify your primary customer, meaning recruiting talent acquisitions primary customer as the candidate? We do, yes. When you put it like that, Kevin, we do. The, the candidate is our primary customer from a talent acquisition standpoint. Yes. Um, now, now, with BASF being a materials manufacturer, uh, we are not a retail type of organization like a Capital One or, or uh, you know, uh, you know, other companies like Pepsi or something like that, where, right. you know, truly everybody you touch could be a customer. Correct. That's not the case for us. Uh, so, uh, so as an organization, I would say the focus is really more on our direct customers, but within talent acquisition, uh, certainly our focus is on the candidate. And, it, and certainly, uh, um, can and we can talk. We'll talk about this a little in a, in, a, in a little bit later in the podcast too. But it can definitely impact, maybe not direct, not business revenue per se, but talent pool and referral networks as well. When you when you first started identifying some of these gaps, these mis these misalignments um, internally, what were the challenges that you kind of came across and that you were like, wow, we're going to have to solve X before we get to Y. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think the challenge for us was a very large one, and it was an organizational one. Um, we really needed to install within our organization that sense of urgency around this issue. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was a burning platform really for talent acquisition. But as you can imagine, the line managers they may not see it that way, uh, and we right. were quite frankly sick and tired of you know, the line managers rescheduling interviews or, you know, being 20 minutes late to an interview, as an example, that, that's not appropriate in this, in this competitive marketplace. So we had to really develop and put together a, a, a priority around this. And we really did that by having it become a measure on our overall company scorecard. Uh, this makes it very top of mind to everyone. Absolutely. So our line Absolutely. management and everyone is striving to make the experience for candidates as positive as possible. So that's no, that's uh, that's excellent. That it's it's part of your the scorecard as well from a business perspective. What, what what point did participating? When did you start participating in the candies? Because I know you've been multi year winner. Uh, we started participating uh, back. I think it was two thousand thirteen, and that's sure. the year that we won it. Um, and yeah, we, we, we saw that as an opportunity to really help validate the importance of this topic. Uh, you know, we're, we're being compared against other companies, similar size companies, competitors, uh, seeing what they're doing and how they're performing really helped solidify the importance of this topic, candidate experience for BSF. And the fact that you have made this, your organization has made this a priority and it's baked into your scorecard. What are some of the very specific candidate experience measures that are actually part of your recruiting process now based on not only participating in the candies and the research and all the, the, the kind of the changes that you've made internally in, in talent acquisition. What are some of those? Are there some specific measures that you're looking at from a, from a recruiting and candidate experience perspective? Yeah, there are a few from a measurement standpoint. So specifically, we're still continuing to look at the new hire surveys. Okay. Uh, and that's still telling us a lot of information. But we did institute candidate experience related surveys. So candidates are getting at various points throughout the process, uh, a link to our own internal survey tool, uh, where it really allows us to get a, a good solid look at what's going on, what's what's going well, what's uh, what's not going as well. And so that we can address those things. So what about um, holding 
do your recruiters accountable for for the treatment of those who are hired and those you don't hire? Is is that something that's baked into recruiting recruiter performance measurements? It, it is, but. It, it, yeah, Kevin, it, it, it is, but not individually. Um, okay. Our talent acquisition team doesn't receive those individual measures to really be accountable, but they do do it as an overall team. And we do that through our specific talent acquisition scorecard, which encompasses many different measures, uh, operational related measures, strategic related measures, but also we highlight candidate satisfaction, new hire surveys as the measures to gauge that, ex- that candidate experience and engagement. And that's part of the overall performance evaluation of the team. Uh, and, and those measures apply to all candidates, internal and external. And, and the conscious decision behind that was just simply, you know, we want to be able to give our talent acquisition team uh, latitude to be able to do the things we want them to do in, sure. in the ways sure. that make them feel comfortable. And sometimes, in my opinion, uh, if we make things too rigid in order to measure, it, it sucks the creativity out of it. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, recruiting, um, it, it has to be a creative type of thing. You, you have to be able to utilize what works best for you. And, you know, we just need to make sure the recruiters are hitting the certain touch points at certain times, but, you know, be creative on how you're getting there. And uh, so we made that decision that's not going to be individually based, but from a team standpoint, we want to see those scores increase. We want to see, you know, candidate satisfaction being at a certain level. Uh, and if it's not as a team, then as a team, we'll address it. Well, and just the fact that you're, you are addressing it and, the, and, and you are just distributing the scorecard to executive management and leadership is to me, it, it, it's, it's huge. It's definitely raising the bar. And I know, and, and there's also the argument I know from a lot of organizations too, where um, it, it can be a little contentious tying it directly to individual recruiter performance based on other uh, activities that are out of their control, i.e. working with the hiring managers, the line managers, um, what, you know, what happens after the handoff. I mean, there's a lot of things we could have a whole show just talking about that. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely. but, but I, but I get that d- definitively for sure. So talk, give me a couple of an examples of the candy data that you've actually, you really dug into for the, over the past three years that you've participated that's helped in do, shore some things up internally um, or shine a light specifically on what you're really doing well. Are there a couple of examples of, of specific candy data that's helped BASF? Well, the one that comes to mind, Kevin, is, uh, and we're continuing to always monitor this when we get the candy data, is the transparency piece. So, uh, you know, BASF has, has been, and for good reason, uh, a good, solid organization. And with yeah. that comes a level of conservative, uh, being conservative. And being conservative, you know, you know there's, a lot of, there's a lot of aspects where, um, you know, no one wants to really provide that level of transparency or doesn't see the need for that. Right. And the Candy right. data showed us that, look, large companies, small companies, medium-sized companies, because there are a number of different size companies that participate in the candies and win the award. They're doing this. They're providing that transparency. They're reaching out. They're communicating to those internal and external uh, candidates, providing them with at least closure, if not full-blown feedback. Uh, And that's another, that's another uh, issue that we could talk about is the difference between the two. Um, But that's the one bit of candy data that we really took back and said, look, 
you know, these companies that we're saying that we want to be one of the best employers around, these companies are some of those best employers and they're doing these things. We've got to step up our game. And so that's what we've done. And we've been able to leverage technology to help us do that, as well as change some of our own internal process to make it uh, not only more transparent, but more uh, to be able to communicate more effectively uh, to both the internal and external candidates that we support. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you, Tony. I'm sure that there, you've had your share of, of technology challenges over the years as it relates to, to recruiting um, and the hiring process. But look, what, what actually, how has technology helped, especially of late, since now that you're kind of helping to, to manage at least some of the op- on that operations side of, of your technology that you, you have implemented and used in, in recruiting, how has it helped improve candidate experience? Um, can you give some examples there? Well, yeah, and, and Kevin, I, our use of technology is, and I think this goes for any town acquisition organization mm-hmm. at, a, at a corporate level, mm-hmm. uh, is, is difficult sometimes. Um, we can rely on it, yeah. but at the same time, yeah. these people want kind of the white glove treatment. And, uh, and, and with that being said, you don't always get that from the technology. And it's tough. It's tough to find that middle ground that works for the majority of folks. It really is. So to say that, you know, we, we, we've uh, solved that, I, I can't necessarily say it, but we do leverage technology, as I kind of mentioned before, uh, in order to communicate effectively with the candidates. So through our applicant tracking system, mm-hmm. for both internal and external candidates, uh, we allow them to be able to see their uh, point in time status in the hiring process. So at any time they can go in and see where they are in the process. And when right. it changes, they'll right. see it. Um, we've set up a few automated messages to go out, which we've crafted the best way we could sure. um, to go out to, uh, to, uh, to go out the candidates. And also on our roadmap that's coming up, we'll be implementing a candidate relationship management system that will really be, will really be able to leverage um, that system to develop relationships with prospective candidates, and I call them prospects, sure. uh, more so than ever before. Uh, we'll be able to measure that through the sourcing team and how they're converting those prospects to candidates. Uh, so, and they, and you know. they are, and they are, Tony, because again, if we go back to, you know, the fir- first rule of recruiting Fight Club is actually not you, that you don't talk about recruiting Fight Club, it's that candidates are the customer, right? I love the fact that you're you're gonna you're gonna be moving to a CRM. You know, one of the things, Tony, that we've been doing this candy work these workshops and, and all different candy uh, winner host companies where we have these workshops. And one of the things we talk a lot about is candidate communications at the point of rejection across from from the application perspective and in the early screening, so post application application pre interview. And then the interview stage, which of course is ultimately going to be the higher the higher touch out of out of all of them, um, when it comes to the candidate communications. But it's tough. It's tough when you're dealing with large volumes and you want to do the best that you can with, you know, minimizing maybe automated messages, but that have the right, clear, concise message to them. Because at the very least, my whole thing that I always talk about over and over again is two things that candidates should get at a bare minimum acknowledgement that they are interested in your company and they have applied for a job and closure when it's just not if they weren't selected or if they were just bringing closure to that that process and that anything above that companies such as yours and many of all the other candy winners they're raising the bar so that's that's all good news there 
the last thing, Tony, I wanted to ask you about is outside of the CRM that you're going to be implementing, is there any other kind of cool initiative that you've got cooking that you can share um, uh, that's not top secret when it comes from a recruiting perspective? Uh, well, I'll be honest. There's there's nothing uh, that I think is is top secret, but nothing that we're implementing that's probably more important than the candidate than the CRM oh, uh, right now. So great. So that's probably great. the most prevalent thing that we have on our roadmap for for this year. Um, I will say I've heard, and and this is part of my you know kind of what I like. I don't want to say necessarily outside of town acquisition, but where some of my interests lie. So in in the technology space, I've been hearing, uh, I love testing out, you know, new and cool, cool toys that we have uh, in town acquisition or in any type of capacity to make things a little bit more efficient. Um, but also one of the things that I'm interested in uh, that might certainly be coming up is more of a total talent management approach. And when we say that, uh, it, it's more so from overall talent in the organization. This includes the area that I, I currently work in as well, which is the contingent labor market. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. It's been a lot of talk in organizations for a long time about how do we manage both the, the perm and the, and the contingent workforce management from, from a, a workflow technology perspective to be able to share that kind of data back and forth. So that's exciting that, that that's another. So it sounds like that's something you're also kind of spearheading as well. But that's long term maybe, right? That's certainly more long-term, Kevin, but I, I think we have to start looking at that yep. and start, and as much as we say that, okay, we, we need to manage our, our talent, our contingent workforce is also our talent. Even though they might not be employed from us, in my opinion, they're talent that we need to be able to manage. Oh, great. Uh, Completely agree, and, and they, they can impact the, the brand as well and how it's seen in the space. Um, and can for for good or ill will, either way. So, Tony, lastly, I wanted to ask you: outside of talent acquisition and candidate experience, what do you? What does Tony have a sweet tooth for? What do you like to do? Uh, that's a that's a great question. Um, right now, um, you know, I, I'm a big sports fan, so okay. uh, I'm big into sports. Uh, you know, I'm a Michigan State Spartan, so I've enjoyed our our runs the past couple of years. Sure. I've enjoyed going bowl games and the final fours and you know now tiger baseball is starting so uh things are things are progressing well so sports are a big thing and then of course as probably a lot of people mentioned kevin you know i've got a family yep uh, my son's graduating this year and we're sending him off to college so those are some of the things that uh <laughs> i have to be interested in well, uh, to a certain extent of course. No, congratulations there. Um I've got two young daughters and 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 related to family and sports. We just, we took them to the Giants game, the San Francisco Giants, uh, this last weekend, this last Sunday. The Giants won handedly, although it was a really close game throughout. They won 9-6, but my point is it was Little League Day. My oldest daughter's playing um, Farm League Pitching Machine Little League right now with a mixed a mixed team, and it's a lot of fun. She has a lot of fun, so the some of the local Bay Area Little Leagues in the cities got to go walk around in a parade before the game, so it was a lot of fun. It was a highlight of the... Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, for both girls, it was definitely a lot of fun. Tony, thanks again for, for sharing um, today. I appreciate you being on the podcast, and I look forward to seeing you down the candied road. Great, Kevin. Same here, and I appreciate, the, I appreciate you letting me in. All right. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Candy Shop Talk. For more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Research, please visit www.thetalentboard.org.